0: Just life, a program from Radio Maria England and on today 's program, we have Roy Peachy. He is a husband, a father, and son he's a Catholic with Catholic reading tastes he's an author, home educator, and secondary school teacher he's published several books the race uh, Between Darkness and Light, he has degrees in Modern History from Oxford, English from the Open University, and Chinese Studies from SOAS, University of London. Today, he's bringing all of these backgrounds and skills to teach us a bit about home education. Hello, should I say Professor Roy Peachy, How how should I address you, sir?
1: Roy is completely fine. I'm a long way off being a professor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Roy, I'm, a, I'm not a long way from me as a student and I am ready to listen in and hear all about your talk today. Thanks for joining us on the programme.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Yes, I'm here today to talk about the joys and the challenges of home education. Um, so the way I thought I'd do it today is to perhaps just give you a little bit of my own personal background to all of this, first of all. And then to focus primarily on the joys of home education, because I think it really is a joyful process. And then after that, to look at some of the challenges that go along with that and hopefully to answer any questions if anybody wants to call in. But the, um, the, the biography that, that you kindly gave there at the start, that the, probably the, the words that jumped out at people is a school teacher how is it that here am i a school teacher a secondary school teacher who's talking about home education so i think if i can unpack that a little bit it might help people who are in, a, in various different positions here lots of people know very little about home education some people may be intrigued some people may be opposed to it um, and i want to just share some of my personal experiences as a teacher as a dad as a home educator. So my own background is, as most people, I I went to school. Everyone I knew went to school. I had absolutely no exposure whatsoever to home education growing up. I suppose my first, my just first little hint of home education was at university and seeing Ruth Lawrence, the, the young mathematical prodigy, cycling around on her tandem with her dad and Ruth Lawrence as some listeners may remember she gained uh, I think her A level in maths at the age of nine she went to Oxford at the age of 11 she got her first class degree at the age of 13 and she was doing a, a PhD in maths at about the age of 16 or 17 when I occasionally saw her cycling around town and and Ruth Lawrence had received a a particular hot house home education from her father, and my feeling at the time, and my feeling still really was that that just didn't seem all that healthy. So that was my first exposure to home education, very indirectly. And then after university, I worked at a night shelter in Leeds for a year. Um, it was a, a very interesting year, quite a tricky year in in many ways. And I remember in particular the the night shifts themselves, where you had to sit in the office in this particular night shelter and just deal with any problems as they arose. And and there often were problems that needed dealing with. And the only way to to keep awake, frankly, at that time was to, to watch late night TV. So I remember one of these very late night TV programs that I never would otherwise have watched, seeing a very young lad who was home educated. He was on a discussion programme. He was wearing a bow tie and he was just terribly, terribly precocious. And again, my feeling, having seen that brief discussion programme when I was only half awake, was that you know home education just seemed a bit strange, really was not anything I was interested in at all. So that's my background. My background is really with a, a degree of prejudice against home education. And then later on, as uh, you kind of mentioned in your introduction, I was studying for an MA at SOAS in London. And my wife at the same time was studying for an MA at the Institute of Education, just opposite. And we used to meet up for a, a coffee in between lectures. And one of her friends would sometimes join us. And her friend was doing her research on home education. And now I wish I'd asked her lots of questions. But at the time, I showed absolutely no interest whatsoever. It was just so far outside my field of experience that it seemed irrelevant to me. And I'm saying all of this because I guess my experience is the same as many others that so many of us grow up with attitudes to home education that are governed by our own experiences or by our own lack of experience and by these barely acknowledged assumptions. Or sometimes even barely acknowledge prejudices so what changed well the first thing that changed was that we we had a child and suddenly there was a whole set of new questions that we had to ask and what we really wanted to know above all else was what was going to be best for her what was going to be the best way of bringing her up was to be the best education for her and so We started to look around for schools. We certainly didn't think about home education at first. And one of the first schools we visited, we met a very interesting doctor who started to tell us about parents being the primary educators of their children. And this was a complete revelation to me. It's an absolutely mainstream part of Catholic social teaching, the idea that parents are the primary or the first educators of their children. In fact, the Second Vatican Council calls parents the primary and principal educators of their children. And yet I'd never heard of it. This was an idea, this was a a teaching that had completely passed me by. And I have to say, it revolutionized absolutely everything, because suddenly school wasn't there to tell me what to do as a parent. It was there to assist me in my God-given role as a parent. And this At first, simply meant that it changed the way in which we thought about education and the relationship between school and parenting. But over time, it occurred to us that actually this meant that there were other possibilities too. So about seven years ago, I think it was, we started very, very tentatively home educating our first child. And we thought at first we'd just do this for a year and see how it went. And by the end of that year, she really loved it. So we kept going. And here we are seven years later, and we're now home educating both our children. Now, I'm not going to talk too much at all about their experiences directly, because that's not really my story to tell. But I mention it all because our path to home education was really a stumbling one. We stumbled into it and gradually learnt on the job, as it were. We hadn't really planned this out all in advance. We didn't grow up with any sort of idea of how home education might work best. What I'd like to do therefore now is just to make a really positive case for home education, to talk about its joys, while also acknowledging some of the genuine challenges that might arise as a result of uh, home educating or making that decision to home educate. So, Helena, I don't know if you want to have some music now and then for me to talk about the joys of home education afterwards or whether you'd like me to plunge straight in to the joys of home education now.
0: Ooh, if you don't mind, can we leave it as a cliffhanger? You've, you've really set up a nice thing. Let's see. Listeners, stay tuned to hear more.
2: had a plan from the start Your son for redemption the price for my heart I don't have a context for that kind of love I don't understand I can't comprehend all I know is I need you I've brought
0: Just life. And today we have Roy Peachy speaking to us about home education. Roy, the microphone's all yours.
1: Thank you very much. So I I talked a little bit about our stumbling journey to home education just before the break there. Uh, Now I want to move on to the joys of home education, what we've discovered through doing this for seven years. And the first joy, it seems to me, is the joy to have time. Home education gives you time. It revolutionize, revolutionizes time for education. If we think of schools, they really work to an industrial model. Think of them as production lines, and you won't go far wrong. lines Production lines work best when everyone is doing set tasks at the same time. But the first joy of home education is that all of that goes. There are no bells. There's no such thing as the school day or the school run, for that matter. There's no such thing as a school term or a school year. All of these can go out of the window and we can make use of the year that we have, the day that we have in a way that suits us as a family. So it means that we can work during what would otherwise be a summer holiday it means we can work early we can work late we can take breaks at different times we are not tied to the school model and that's incredibly liberating so the effect of that is that actually over time we've discovered that the distinction between academic work and life gradually if not disappears then at least blurs as well so Is it work or is it pleasure when my eldest daughter curls up with yet another book? Is it work or is it pleasure when my children ask for a geography quiz over lunch? Is it work or is it pleasure when we grow vegetables, volunteer at the stables or a farm, or we go nature journaling? It's both, of course. It's both work and its pleasure. But we don't have any more to constrain ourselves to the typical pattern. Of a school day. At school, I teach for 55 minutes, the bell goes, the students go off and do something entirely different. I don't know what they're doing. There seems to be no connection between one subject and the next. But at home, because time is much more fluid, that's all very different. So that's why I always use the term home education rather than home schooling. We're not simply reproducing school in the home and I think that's quite important if we think about home education sometimes it's the words that get in the way so for example over lockdown lots of people said oh yes we tried home education then and some people really loved it we know some people who have ended up home educating permanently as a result of their experiences during lockdown other people absolutely hated it Because in effect, what they were trying to do was simply reproduce what normally happens in school at home in a situation that just wasn't set up for it. Parents were trying to work. Too many people were crowded around one kitchen table. The information that they had wasn't necessarily that good. So it was a very, very strange experience of home education and in, in many ways, not really an experience of home education at all. So there we go, we've got home education, we've got uh, a very different type of learning from the one that goes on in school in some ways. And at the heart of that is this changed attitude to time. Now, having said all of that, I also need to point out that we do follow a curriculum. It's not simply a free for all. And so here's another of the joys of home education. The joy of discovering classical christian approach to education it's simply not the case that you have to do exactly what is done in schools and i don't think most people fully appreciate just how much of what goes on in schools is driven by one thing public exams the demands of gcses of a levels the international baccalaureate or whatever and It's all driven by the demands of Ofsted or ISI as well. Exams and exam results drive the whole engine. In fact, worse than that, the engine has been redesigned because exams and exam results are the fuel that powers it. So what our children learn in schools is dictated by what exam boards choose to test. It's the test that ultimately comes first and drives everything else. Now that would be okay if we could fully trust the decisions that the boards are making, but sadly their standards are not the true, the beautiful and the good. And so the decision we make when we home educate is to, is to follow a different model, or at least we can choose to follow a different model. And again, this idea of the classical Christian model was something of a revelation to us. What do I mean by it? Briefly, it's the idea that truth is one, because all truth comes from God. And so you don't have this fragmentation that you so often have at school, at university, at college. It's the connections between the different subjects that really matter, and the connections between those subjects and God that really matters. So, there are lots and lots of different models that you can choose from, lots of different options. So the, the most popular in the UK. among Catholics is the Mother of Divine Grace curriculum. Lots of people follow that. Um, a relatively new kid on the block, which is making quite a lot of waves, is the Regina Chaley Academy, which is based near Bedford. But there are lots of others as well. There's Colby Academy, for example there's classical conversations, and a lot more besides. And what they all offer is a different curriculum model, a model which in some ways is much broader than what you get in schools. But more importantly, it's a model where you haven't got this fragmentation and where everything points back to God and where the motive, the absolute motive force for the whole thing is, is this true? Is this beautiful? Is this good? So, as an English teacher, I I teach lots of wonderful books when I'm in school, but not all of them are wonderful. Not all of them are beautiful and good. When I'm thinking about my children's home education, I'm able to push them in the direction of books that are really quite different, uh, which are frankly much more suitable for them at times. So, alongside those first two joys of home education, that joy of rediscovering time and the joy of finding a classical Chris, Christian curriculum. The third joy is, is the, the joy of freedom. Not freedom from so much, but freedom to. It's the freedom to choose options that are the best for your own family. It's the freedom to find other ways of learning and other ways of teaching. And so we know a lot of home educators around the country who have chosen all sorts of different paths because that's what works best for their family. Some people have tapped into the Scolet Academy in the States, which promotes restful learning, teaching from rest on the model promoted by Joseph Pieper. Other people have gone for the Charlotte Mason approach. Charlotte Mason, a really interesting English educator who focused a lot on living books and outdoor education in a way which is really coming back in schools as well, actually. Other people we know have gone down the traditional school route of choosing GCSEs and A-levels and have followed a a much more, if you like, a much more traditional school-type education, but at home. We know other people who've taken open university degrees, um, either after the age of 18 or sometimes before. And we also know people who follow what we might call a tidal homeschooling approach. I really like this phrase, this idea that actually you don't have to do the same thing all the time. You don't have to do the same thing every day. The tides come in and they go out. Life changes, you adapt it's a term i picked up from a really excellent book called a little way of homeschooling which is edited by susie andres who also wrote another really interesting book about home education called homeschooling with gentleness and i can recommend both of those that's susie andres a-n-d-r-e-s and this idea of tidal homeschooling is one that fits in i think very well with people's actual lives The ability to respond to experience to respond to the reality of life so that's the third joy of home education that the joy of freedom freedom to choose but a fourth joy which goes along with that or emerges out of it is one that we've gradually learned over time and this really caught me by surprise is the joy of learning together I always thought of education as something that was done to me. The teacher would impart information and the student would then learn it. But actually what we've discovered is that home education is really very much a family affair. My, my children learn, they learn a lot, but as time has gone on, I've discovered that they are teaching me as well all sorts of things I now know that I had no idea about because my children have taught me about them. They found it and then they have shared it. Also, perhaps more clearly than that, it's the sense that we learn things together. So one of my children, for example, at the moment is doing some work on the history of astronomy. And this is not my area of expertise at all. But as we both try and pick out information, find out more about Kepler and Galileo, and so on, we find that we're actually learning this together. And that's really a wonderful thing, to be able to learn with your children. It's an experience which brings us together, whereas sometimes education can separate children and parents. But it's not simply a family affair. So my my fifth joy of home education is the, the joy of community. And I think this is really important. It's important for practical reasons, but I think it's also one of the biggest misapprehensions that people have about home education. We discovered a few years ago that it was entirely possible to home educate without ever being at home. There is so much going on. It's another world out there which people who don't home educate might be completely surprised about. So for a while, my wife was really driving around all over the place. She was driving to home education, gymnastics groups, art groups, catechesis, and a bunch of other things as well. And suddenly we thought, actually, we need to be in the home a little bit more here doing this home education. But there's a balance to be struck clearly there. But I think what we did discover is that Home educating entirely on your own is really difficult. That is tough. And just as in every other aspect of life, we need community. We need the support of others. We need the help of others. So I think one of the joys that we've discovered is coming together with other home educating families, learning together. At the moment, we do that one day a week and we join up with other families in a particular centre, and we share expertise, we follow the same curriculum together, and it is absolutely the high point of my children's week. But beyond that, we then have the connections with those families outside that particular day. My children are friends with all sorts of people of different ages. They gain an awful lot from um, from it, as well as having friends elsewhere. I'll talk a little bit later about socialisation, because it's the worry that everybody raises. So they have all these friends in their community. And yet it's more than that. There's that sense of mutual support, mutual understanding, mutual sharing of knowledge. So I would say that home education is both a family affair and it's a community affair as well. So there we are. It's probably time for a music break in a second again. Those to me seem five of the many joys of home education. First of all, there's that joy of having time and redefining time, time to do things differently. Secondly, there's that joy of being able to choose a different type of curriculum from the one that we normally assume we have to follow. Third joy is that joy of freedom freedom to find different ways of doing things that suit your family. Fourth joy, the joy of learning together within the family. And the fifth joy, the joy of community. Can I hand over to you now for some some more music, Helena?
0: Thank you, Roy. Uh, Before I start the music break, I just want to let listeners know that you have an opportunity to call in and perhaps share your experiences or ask your questions to Roy. The number is 0122 337 5564. Please do call and we welcome your your contribution today to today's program.
3: Your elders grew oh, up and we so we please help your them with your They see the truth before they can we die. Teach your parents well, their children's hell will slowly go by.
0: This is Just Life on Radio Maria England. And today we have Roy Peachy telling us a bit about home education. He's told us about the joys, the time, curriculum, freedom, learning together and the community. But now Roy is going to share with us a bit of the challenges because I know, listeners, that's what you're thinking, because that's what I'm thinking as well. Roy, continue to share with us and win us over.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, well, it is certainly true that there are challenges as well as joys to home education. I mustn't paint too rosy a picture, but I think what you'll find is that the challenges are likely to be the flip side of those joys. So, for example, home education is time consuming and it is hard work, there's no doubt about it. And that's why hope community is so important. That's why we can't simply have um, dads, for example, and that's often what happens, simply handing over all the work to their wives in this matter. It's got to be a shared effort in many ways. Now, how is that possible if people are at work? People have got to work for a living, clearly. And it's very difficult if you've got two parents at work. That is certainly true. But on the other hand, because you've got freedom of time, because time is much more flexible for homeschoolers you don't simply have to work between the hours of 8 and 330 or whatever it is it means that both parents can assist in different ways and at different times whether that's evenings weekends holidays or whatever now i realize as a school teacher i have a particular advantage here and i have these lovely long summer holidays in particular but i think it's still true that we have to cope we have to find a way of coping with the challenge of the of the sheer hard work the time consuming nature of home education as it is so that's one challenge and i wouldn't want to downplay that the second challenge i talked about the freedom that home education gives us but i suppose it's also true that in a sense there is a loss of freedom as well parents to put it bluntly don't get so much time alone when they're home educating. Now, our society finds that really difficult because it sold us this myth that we're all autonomous individuals who shouldn't be burdened by others. Now, of course, as Christians, we, we, we don't accept that myth. We accept that we are all absolutely bound up with each other and with God all of the time. We, we do rely on each other. We exist for and with other people. And so it's really important that as home educators, we help each other out. It's also important that as members of the church, we are aware of everybody's needs, whether they're home educating or sending their children to school or don't have any children at all. And again, we're all pitching in to help each other out. And we can always all do that a lot better. So I think that is one of the challenges that lots of parents feel. You can't simply pack your children off to school and then have time to do, you know, the housework or whatever it is you want to be doing during the school day. And a third challenge, which is a a very practical challenge, and this is the, the challenge that we focused on when we first started home educating, is choosing the right approach, the right education. Now, of course, there is no such thing as one right approach and one Right education or one right curriculum. What we really need is to find the right approach, the right curriculum for our own children. And our children may have, be of different ages, different abilities, some may have particular special needs. So, what do we need there? We need help from those who've gone before us because there is an almost bewildering display of options out there, especially from the states. Home education, as I'm sure everybody knows, is much, much more established in the States. It is is much more of an industry in some ways. And there are all sorts of advantages that go with that. So many books, so many resources, so many programs that can be followed. But it can all be rather bewildering if you're starting from scratch. And so, again, perhaps what we could do better in this country is build up a stronger national network of home educators, especially Christian, Catholic home educators who can pull resources, who can help each other out, because it can sometimes feel like um, an enormous choice and a lonely choice when you're trying to find what's going to work best for your children. Nonetheless, I think all of these challenges are possible to be overcome. We can get around all of these problems, but it takes a bit of trial and error at times. and Sometimes it just takes time to sort it out. Now, I'm sure people may well have other questions. So I could do one of two things here. I can deal with some of the questions that people tend to ask me about home education, but I'm also very happy to answer any of your questions or any questions from People who phone in would you like me to start off with some questions that I normally uh, am asked by people
0: uh no Roy let's let let's get oh, let's. Let's the let's get the listeners and one more uh, well not one more but let's give them another chance for them to call in and share in but don't worry Roy if we there will be questions <laughs> so listeners do call in the number is oh one two two three three seven five. Five, six, four. Have Rosie from Winchester, who currently home educates. Hello, Rosie, you're on air.
4: Hi, Maria. Hi, hi. Good to see you. Oh, so, hi, um hi. I was, Yeah, it's been really great listening to Roy. We currently home educate our four kids, children. Um, we're Catholic, and um, currently we do a rather eclectic mix. I'm previously a teacher. Well, still am born and bred a teacher, but um, not currently in the classroom. Um, so I have, by hook and by crook, dived into various philosophies on my own eclectic mix of what works for each of our children, which is brilliant. It's like a glorified uh, individual education plan for each of them. But um, what I really struggle with, you mentioned all the sources in the U.S. I used to live there doing missionary work for a few years, and so I know about all these programs, which it's the shipping costs. And so I was really excited to think that we could, because I belong to various Facebook groups, Catholic ones, Guild of Hope, well, I won't say them online, uh, on air, but um, it would be really exciting to pool those resources. And I know a lot of people would be really up for that, um, because I really struggle to source the things i would really really love for my ch- children but obviously our budget is limited and so currently obviously as you're aware in england so just a, just a really big thumbs up for that and how can we get involved with that if is that going to happen or how how can i energize or others energize in in that area please
1: okay well that that sounds fantastic Ooh, thank you ever so much for, for calling in I think we need to talk. That would be great. Um, I think what, what we're finding in the UK at the moment is that people are tending to move house to be closer to other home educators. There's a big group at Bedford. There's a big group at Walsingham and elsewhere. But there are also individuals, families which are you know dotted around the country and all sorts of other places. And those are the ones I think who perhaps need the the help and support even more. Um, At the moment, I don't have a a solution. I don't think we have anybody who is quite coordinating all of this. Um, But I think this is maybe with Radio Maria's help, maybe this is something that we can we can work on.
4: Yeah. Oh, thank you, Roy. Yeah. I mean, I I know a lot of people down here. I'm involved in a lot of Christian groups, but we're quite isolated in terms of Catholic home education here. We've been up to Walsingham. We've met all the wonderful families there. And (laughs) I know some people at the Bedford group and, you know, the, the sort of hybrid version of home education as well. Um, So it's more when you're not following one particular program, but you're sort of diving into these other things as well that you really want for your children, like tan books and stuff. And it just, like, costs the earth, and you wait for the sale to come up. But it would be amazing if we could have some sort of forum whereby we we could have that, uh, you know, uh, the facility to actually – bulk order or you know i know i know they they use march up in in walsingham don't they but we don't so um that would be amazing if if we could link up yes certainly
1: yes absolutely um let's see if we can find some way rosie of of sharing contact details and let's discuss further um when we're not on air
4: (laughs) fantastic and thanks so much for your for your positive contribution to to speaking out for home education and, and the wonderful thing it is thank you
0: Thank you oh, Rosie. very much. Thank you so much, Rosie, as well. Listeners, I do think maybe someone else is listening and is like, Yes, I could I could help. Or, you know, Roy, once the kids grow up and and leave the nest, those home educators, perhaps there's some do they retire? What happens after the kids leave the nest, Roy?
1: Yeah, no, it's a really good question. Um, well, I know some home educators who are the second generation of home educators, which is really lovely to see. Um, who've grown up having been home educated themselves and now really want that for their own children. Um, And I think one of the big questions people often have is, well, is my child having been home educated ever going to get to university or ever going to get a job? And And I think that's a real question, a real worry for people. And the answer, of course, is yes, because of all sorts of different reasons. One reason is that home educated children are often much Better at mixing with different age groups. They're good at t- talking to adults. They're good at talking to not just their narrow peer group, just not just the people of their same age. And of course, it is a myth that home-educated children are not well socialized. Uh, in fact, in some ways, they can be better socialized because they have opportunities to mix in all sorts of different situations with different people. And Going to university is not necessarily the be-all and end-all at all. Um, I think in some ways university, as currently set up, is rather problematic in many ways. But nonetheless, it is clearly the case that home-educated children can go to university or college if that is what they want to do, and on to great jobs as well. And in fact, just recently I've been helping a, a home-educated lad um, to with his Oxford application. Here He's gone through a classical Christian program. Now he's applying to Oxford and various other um, very well-known universities in this country. I was really privileged to be able to speak at a home education conference in Knock, in Ireland um, a few years ago. And I met a young lady there who'd gone through, a, again, a classical Catholic program. And she'd received four offers from four different British universities for medicine. Now anybody who's tried to apply for medicine in the UK knows that's really difficult to get four separate offers, but she'd managed it having only been home educated. So again, there's this myth that actually home education doesn't prepare you for the real world, doesn't mean you're ever going to get a job. It means that there you can follow the path that is suitable for you, whether that's university, whether that's an apprenticeship, whether that's going straight into the world of work, there is no one set pattern and perhaps home educating gives you that sense that all of these options are possible. So yes, absolutely. There is is a network of people who have been home educated who have now um, grown up and are there able to assist others too. Um, I know there's a group near Reading, for example, which had a meeting recently where home educated children who'd now grown up were there Offering the benefit of their their wisdom, having gone through the process, so I think there is a job to be done, as as Rosie suggests, of of joining all of these dots, bringing people together, so we can more effectively support each other.
0: Listeners, where the line is still open, so do please call oh one two two three three seven five five six four. Ah, but back to the question, though, Roy. So. So you in a, in a few years time the kids will be off and out of the house what happens to Roy Peachy so I have a friend um our dear Karen she's got one child left the other one's gone off to university at Durham and she's going to have this time on her hands now uh, what what do is there do you find a loss is are they able to get back i don't know what do you do after you get done
1: or are you never done <laughs> <laughs> Well I think again I think Education is a lifelong experience. And I think we have this really artificial idea that comes through the institutional structures we're all used to, that you go to school until you're 18, you go to college or university until you're 21, then you do a career for the rest of your life. And I I just don't think it needs to be like that necessarily at all. I think personally what I've discovered is the, the joy of learning throughout my life um now sometimes that's formalized so i'm i'm doing a phd at the moment uh, well i won't say what age i am but um i'm doing a phd at the moment why mainly because i just love learning and i think that really matters but you you don't have to be doing a phd to express that love of learning as well so um i think the job of the parent continues long beyond the age of 18 there's no reason why children necessarily have to leave home at a particular age but even when they do leave home again the, the job of the parent continues um I suppose what else what else it to <laughs> your question I will continue I will continue to write books there I have no doubt <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so I, I'm kind of suggesting so if you're listening and you are you're not retired from home educating but if the children have are, are you're still continuing to educate them, but they are at university or something, perhaps you, especially with your experienced listeners, perhaps you can help Rosie and Roy with building this collaboration of resources here in England. So your job is not done yet. You've, you can help others as well with building up uh, resources. Roy.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Roy, I've
0: got another thought. So I know um, when some of the mainstream the public private schools have taken a lot of notes away from home education and have been integrating them back into the school, uh, school system such as forest school as you suggested our own here in Cambridge has they now have a forest school where once a week each of the different classes go out and do this free it's not free form but it is sort of free form they've also taken away from home education the different tools to help support students with ADHD and autism in forming better ways for them to learn, better environments for them to learn in the schools. So even the school system itself has given applause, uh, accolades to the home education system.
1: Yeah, I I think one of my points that I've been making sort of for quite a long time, sometimes in print and sometimes in person is that schools and home educators have got a lot to learn from each other. I think it's really dangerous when we start to separate the two and if there is any mutual antagonism. And I think sometimes home educators go into home educating because they've had a bad experience of school. And I think schools can often be rather suspicious and dismissive of home educators. And that's just completely unhealthy on, on both fronts. So I think we're all into the the good and the joy and the challenges of education and so we have a lot to learn from each other it, it's very interesting rosie mentioned that she um, is a trained teacher and that a lot of teachers ending up end up home educating their own children but i think that cross fertilization is is really important now there's only a, a certain extent to which that can go obviously because of, they are two different ways of of, of educating but nonetheless, I think learning from each other is, is always going to be useful. And there are some great things that go on in schools. And there are some really great things that go on in home education as well. And it would be a shame if, if anybody lost out on, on that knowledge and wisdom uh, simply through not listening.
0: So, Roy, we're going to be closing up the program now. Is there any, uh, you gave us some resources earlier on, are there any other places that you would like to suggest people to look into to find out more about home education is this right for me uh so you want to home educate where where can we go to to find some resources
1: yeah i mean there are lots of different places that's that in a sense is part of the problem um what i what i've done is i've actually i was giving a talk very recently to a group of people who are interested in home educating and i and i drew up a list of resources for them um, if it's useful for people, I can make that more readily available um via my my website if I'm allowed to Yes, yes, give us website. your
0: website. Give us your website.
1: Okay, so my website is, is roypeachy.com. Um so that's Roy and then Peach as in the fruits and then ey.com and uh Roypeachy.com. And what I'll do later today is I'll I'll put up some resources either there or um at least there'll be a link to it via the via the website um, i have a sort of Substack stack essay um, site uh, called searching for wisdom and uh, that's a that's quite a good place where these sorts of things can be posted as well um, i've also written a couple of books if that's any use i wrote one called out of the classroom and into the world um, which is all about catholic education um both both in school and at home and uh, one with my favorite title which is did jesus go to school and <laughs> other questions about parents children and education and I, I that's that itself is a really intriguing question i think for us as christians did jesus actually go to school or not now it turns out that it's actually quite a difficult question to answer um but in that book i i reflect on education um really by using lectio divina as as my way in thinking about what we can learn from the childhood of Jesus and Jesus' background to think about what it means to be a parent today, to be a child, to, to be educated.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. And listeners, this will be available as a podcast. So in the podcast, we'll include a link to Mr. Roy, Professor Roy Peachy's uh, website for you as well. Roy, thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Maria. I do hope to have you on again on the program at some point. Listeners, you can hear uh, Roy spoke on our Sport and Faith program about Eric Little. He also spoke about on our Another Just Life program about stories of Britain. And he also gave a talk about tolkien and liturgy so there's loads to hear from roy and you can find that all on spotify google play itunes just look up radio maria england roy thank you so much and we'll hear you again next time
1: thank you ever so much it's really good to be with you as always